welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number two. And hey, football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers, you bet just $1 on either team to score, and you can win $100 in free bets. When the team scores, you score. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KSN. Bet just $1, either team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. That's code KSN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is quarter number two of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, I promise Salty Jim when we talk about the offensive line. And let me tell you where I want to start. I'm starting with your notes, okay? And I want to read something, word for word, from your quotes. From my notes, okay. I th- from your notes, I thought Walker, meaning Rashid Walker, held up pretty well in his one-on-ones with Hutchinson. I'm not sure if I'm more salty with that comment, Dusty, or if I'm saltier with the offensive line itself. Fair. And let me share with you why. Sure. Let's just go right to that first drive, all right? Penn State ran the first down play, second down play. Aiden Hutchinson, do you know how big he is? He is 6'7", 260 to 270, right? Something. I have him down at 6'6", 265 pounds. Okay. That's a pretty big target, all right? Yep. Rasheed Walker completely, totally whiffed. That big a target didn't lay a finger on him. Didn't lay a finger on him, okay? Fortunately, Sean Clifford was smart enough to just throw the ball away and get an intentional grounding call, or else he might have had his head taken off. Two plays later, one play later, they make a great play, get a first down. I think it was Parker Washington. Line up again. The other defensive end, what is it, Ojaba? He's now on that side across from Rasheed Walker. At the snap, Rasheed Walker with Ojaba right in front of him and a four-man rush, he blocks in, okay, inside to the uh, defensive tackle along with the left Penn State's left guard and their center. They now have three players blocking one guy and leave this defensive end who... I think leads the conference in sacks untouched coming in to hit the quarterback. That is two of the first four plays from scrimmage. I rest my case. So my thought process is as follows. Um, You're looking at a, probably a top 10 pick in Aiden Hutchinson. And you're looking at a guy who began the year as a maybe first rounder in Rasheed Walker 
what I saw was when Rashid, like Rashid Walker has the physical capability and I saw him being able to mirror Aiden Hutchinson a few times. I was more thinking about like the best Rashid Walker versus the best Aiden Hutchinson wasn't a blowout battle. Um, but you know, you're pointing out two situations where it wasn't the best Rashid Walker. And that's kind of the issue. I think you're talking about with the, with Walker and with the O-line for, for the season is, you know, like I, I love that the best Rashid Walker really does have like, you know, 10 year NFL pro capability, but I don't know. I mean, how, how often have we seen the not so great Rashid Walker this year? Um, but I, I thought in, in general, just, you know, like forecasting into the future, I, I think the film will not be that bad for Rashid Walker. You're going to get beat sometimes in that situation. The mix up on that sack you're describing where three guys were blocking one. I I, I went back a few times and looked because I think I saw it was Mike Miranda really getting, um, really getting upset, upset about that. Yeah. And so it was, okay, let me, let me look at that again. And it may have been, and I don't know offensive line play that well to know it, is it a design? Because it looked like by design, Rasheed Walker was blocking in, and I'm assuming Wilson, the guard, was supposed to pop out and block the defensive end. Yeah, I, I think one of them was blocking the wrong play. That was my conclusion. One, I don't know which. It, which one of them was blocking the wrong play. It was obvious a screw-up, but my point, and I'm, I don't mean to pick on Rasheed Walker. Well, maybe I do, but... The whole line, I don't think you could give a positive comment towards them. There were 12, 12 tackles for loss, okay? Now, the sacks are get tied into that, understood. There were seven sacks, and I don't believe that first play where there was the intentional grounding, I don't believe that counts as a sack, although it should, and it has the same effect. But... I do think those two plays, though, uh, Dustin, are indicative of something that's been going on. The first play, it showed a physical limitation of Rasheed Walker. He wasn't run over. He was run past. Then the second play with the sack, it was just a totally confused offensive line. And you're right. Mike Miranda was upset. He was turning, looking towards those two players, and giving hell to one, at least one of them that yeah. they messed up. I'm not sure which is more damning, th- that you got physically beat so badly or you got mentally beat so badly. But it does not reflect well on this offensive line either way. It was. It's representative of where this group is, where they're just kind of they're swinging and searching for answers, and they're they're flailing a bit. It's like when you get in a slump in, in baseball, and you start to change your approach, and you start to pre- you're pressing. And I, I I felt like the offensive line was pressing, or maybe Phil Troutwine's been pressing, or maybe there's just been you know a lot of pressure on this group to try to put their best foot forward, and they're feeling that pressure a little bit. Um, I do think just like with the running backs, uh, looking at the personnel now, I don't think I would have. I, I think I don't think I would have anticipated saying this before the year, but um, I, I you kind of kind of question whether the group is just flat out good enough or not. You know, do they have the right pieces? Um, Caden Wallace, I'll be really interested to see beyond the 2021 season. Is he a guard? 
You know, he looks like he looks like a guard to me. And and Ojabo makes a lot of people, a lot of right and left tackles look like they shouldn't be out on an island by themselves. But Kane Wallace is so big, strong, and wide. I understand he's athletic enough to to really make that fit at, at right tackle. But speed rush has been an exposing point for him. And I don't know how much better, like when in terms of footwork and, and foot speed and stuff that he can get to make that work. I think the best version of Penn State's offensive line is probably too late for this year, but is to really take a look at Caden Wallace at guard and be looking at, you know, a Landon Tangwall type um, at, at tackle instead. That's just my feeling of what's going to take place in the offseason. And remember, last time I made a projection like this, it was. Keaton Ellis going to safety, and he did it. So keep that in mind. We will do that, Dusty. Um, let's let's talk about tied into this with the seven sacks. Sean Clifford again. I don't think this was his best performance. I think he missed some plays. I think his receivers missed some passes that dro- had some drops. Plus, they could have helped him a bit with with some uh, passes that weren't the best. But this guy is so tough. He gets beat up so badly, and he was still hanging in there. Um, I put out a tweet during the game at some point saying, you know, he may not be the best quarterback, but he might be the toughest quarterback in the country. He, he showed a lot of guts, and he's shown a lot of guts all year. And um, the way that he had to keep getting back up off the turf – just spoke to, I don't know, I mean, how many drops do you think there were in this game as, as a related note? Like six, maybe? Five, like, I, I felt like Lovett dropped three. Cam Sullivan Brown on that last drive doesn't go down as a drop, but you would love it if your Division One wide receiver makes that catch. And I think there might have been a couple others that were in that fringe category, but he didn't get a lot of help. Um, the run game was was okay, but just the, the way that Michigan was just abusing this group um, in the past game, uh, with the five additional tackles for loss in addition to the seven sacks, with you know pressure, cr- you know causing some problems on plays, uh, getting to Clifford and getting hits on him, hurrying him. I mean, he was just in survival mode for pretty much sixty full minutes. And you know, to your point about toughness, I mean, I I, I put him in the exact same category as I put Trace McSorley in terms of just that gritty, tough guy. Um, Trace. Comes from a you know more fantastical beginning as a safety that nobody wanted as a quarterback and the little the little engine that could like Clifford doesn't really have quite that but he's the same he's got the same mindset as as Trace did just without that that um, backstory and without you know the same successes that that Trace had and you can definitely make the case that maybe it was more supporting cast than it was Trace like the way Clifford played in the first five games this year. He, he, to me, looked like it was on par with what Trace was doing um, in, in his peak. But it just wasn't sustainable, and Clifford didn't have the line. He doesn't have the running game, and just the, the ingredients just don't seem to be there for him. And it's not to take responsibility off his shoulders, but he, I mean, Frank, he just fought his ass off in this game. There's no other way to say it than that. He really did, and to the point where... It doesn't. I, I felt like at the start of the game when he ran a bit, I'm saying, great, this is the healthier Sean Clifford who needs to be a threat to run the ball. And it appeared to me, and I didn't look through the game uh, cast to see if it were true, it seemed like he didn't run nearly as much, didn't look to run nearly as much because he was getting beat up and probably wasn't as capable. 
but to just show you how that starting point of the offensive line, there was another sack where I believe it was Lovett was out of position, didn't pick up a blitz up the middle, and as Orlowski, the color announcer, I think very rightfully pointed out, he was looking to help out against the defensive ends because they were killing Clifford, and he had to, he had to kind of cheat in that way, which means just this domino effect. He's got to cheat to help out. Guess what? Then a linebacker blitzes and hits Clifford, right? Yeah, and I, I wish I knew more about the game plan and, and knew more about how to watch the film, but like everybody knew these guys were going to be problems. It just seems to me you, like, you throw everything but the kitchen sink at trying to stop that problem and let other guys beat you. I don't know if they really did that to the level that they needed to. And they, I mean, certainly with them combining Ojabo and Hutchinson for five sacks, the results speak for themselves. Penn State didn't do enough to slow those guys down, and it had impacts in just the way that you're describing, sacks, hits, and then overreacting to other stuff. Exactly. And, and our other colleague, Ross Tucker, that was his comment. How come they weren't helping the, these offensive tackles, Penn State, on offense? That is it, Dustin, for quarter number two. We'll start talking about the running game in quarter number three. Who's ready to score some free bets? You can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KSN. That's code KSN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light want to remind you that fall is the best season. Why? Because of football. Leaves. Fantasy football. Flannel. Beards. Tailgating. Oh yeah, and more football. Welcome to the best season ever. Grab some Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Because it's time to get undomesticated. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Always enjoy responsibly. 